Welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 71 about Lido Key. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. And this week we are sponsored by Trusted Tours and Attractions. Trusted Tours and Attractions provides discount tickets to top U.S. sightseeing tours, world-class attractions, museums, and other amazing things to do while on vacation. Some of our favorites here are like the trolley tours in St. Augustine and Key West. You'll also find discounted tours in Miami, Naples, Orlando, and Tampa. Visit floridatravelpod.com slash tours to get started. I'm looking at this Florida tip of the week, Tanya, and what the heck is that? <laughs> so, all I, so all I put was dryer sheets. <laughs> so, I don't need any dryer sheets. Thank you. Yes, you do. Okay. Here's why I put dryer sheets. So recently I bought some dryer sheets and I bought a lot because, you know, savings deals, whatever. And I was thinking, what else can I use these for? Think about them when you're traveling, especially like when you're in the car or in the camper, put them in people's shoes. What? Put them in their shoes because their shoes smell funky. What What does a dryer sheet do in Makes people's it shoes? smell not really? so funky. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Larry wants to know what is a dryer sheet. Larry? Don't you use <laughs> dryer sheets in your dryer? They're sheets that go in a dryer. That make your laundry smell fresh. And, and also... Prevent Feel static soft and <laughs> yes, but no, when you open up a box of dryer sheets, though, you, you get that smell, yes. right? And so think about it when, you know, you've got some funky smelling shoes. I love that smell. Put, you love the smell of Fabric funky softener. shoes. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did you both think that that's what I was saying? Because you said it right after I said I was funky. thinking about the smell when you open a box of dryer sheets. <laughs> so think about it though, is keeping a box of dryer sheets like in your car or for your luggage. I mean, they also can be put them into your luggage to help you smell cleaner, nicer, just have that nice fresh smell, but really is more for putting into those shoes when you're traveling all day or camping. And the shoes from hiking outside where when you're hiking outside, don't forget your sunscreen. There you go. There's a great correlation. I have to really think as you're talking how I'm going to fit in. Don't forget your sunscreen. (laughs) I was looking all over the room like, how am I going to say this? Dryer sheets. You're looking at the room like the room is going to give you an answer. I was. You're going to see a lamp or a computer. Something is going to give me some insight on what I should do with sunscreen. Where we're inside on microphones... I mean, you got to do something when you're talking about dryer sheets and connecting it to sunscreen. <laughs> I love it. So why are we talking about Lido Key? So this last week, sometime in, in the this last month couple, of where we're yeah. recording. Remember, <laughs> we, this episode airs on uh, June yes, 8th. Yes, I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I went and visited Sarasota. Uh, we went camping down there and we we stayed in Sarasota and we explored a little bit down into Lido Key, which is, um, you know, we're right on the coast down there. Lido Key is a beach. There's a lot of beaches down there and Lido Key is just one of them. It, exactly. And it's a very, very beautiful area, very nice beach. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of things that we did while we were visiting the Sarasota slash Lido Key area. Um, now we stayed, we were camping. So we stayed in, um, it's called Sun Outdoor. 
And it used to be called Sun and Fun, and they changed the name. They are now Sun Outdoor. And I, I'm going to differentiate differentiate here for a second. Okay. When we camp, we have, there's different types. You can go camping in the boondocks. You can go camping in rustic areas. You can go camping in an outdoor state park, covered tree, woodsy area. But there's also resort-style camping, which we have talked about before, resort-style camping. It's very different than camping in the woods. Um, you're it's talking, like a resort. It's a resort. Or you just bring your own bed. Yeah, you you bring your you bring your little house on wheels and you park it and you enjoy all of the amenities that these resorts have to offer. And I will tell you this this place was um, you know it's a it's very similar to another place we talked about uh, recently. We stayed at Cabana Club, which is now Margaritaville, and uh, it's like a cruise on land. You know, it, it has all the things that you would find on a cruise ship, minus you know the water. Um, you're not floating, <laughs> <laughs> but Tell you were me. close to the water. We were close to the water, but we didn't need to go through the life the lifeboat drills or anything. Um, so Sun Outdoors in Sarasota, they are so uh, bougie. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're bougie. Like you, there's a health club there. I um, mean, we're talking full scale resort. Yeah, it's too. a full scale resort. Um, and they have an indoor lap pool. So like you can go to the health club, work out, go swim in the lap pool inside, which is really cool. It's fun because it's like, you know, you don't think about that when you go to go camping. No, I, I, I mean, pool. you, you're thinking, you're thinking, usually people think camping is roughing it, but if you've seen some of these RVs, it's not roughing okay, it. Okay. So we were, you've got every version. Like you said, I will tell you, we were going through the campground, looking at some of the really big <laughs> RVs. And there was one that was $700,000. Yeah. So these are bougie people here, <laughs> bougie Ooh. campers. So health club, indoor lap pool. Um, they have an outdoor heated pool and they have a, a mega slide. That's into the pool. It's, it's, oh, my my kids enjoyed going up and down. It was a huge slide, very long into the pool. And there's a splash pad. So by this pool is where I felt like we were um, on a cruise because they have a gigantic bar. They have a little pavilion by the pool where they put up entertainment. So there was a DJ at one point and the kids could go and like dance. I mean, I'm sure at night it's a little bit less kidsy and more adult like um that they had the the bar and then there's you know food and tons of places to sit lots of um umbrellas and shaded areas and uh they had two hot tubs one of them was specified for adults only which Perfect. was which was nice because sometimes at those resorts the kids can overrun those hot tubs yes. <laughs> Um, they ha also have a lot of amenities for sports. So they had pickleball, shuffleball, lawn bowling. You just said shuffleball. Shuffleball? I'm sorry. <laughs> shuffleboard, pickleball, shuffleball. <laughs> shuffleball is a thing. I mean, we can make a new game. Lawn bowling. Have you ever heard of lawn bowling? Yes, I it's, know what lawn bowling is. It was like a is. fake green, you know, and they did, and they set up the pins and they, and you bowling bowl on the, on the lawn. lawn. Yeah. And this was really cool. Our family really, really enjoyed Gaga Ball. Oh, my kids love that, we too. We played like five times over the week. We did pickleball, too. I will tell you, the pickleball courts we went to at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon after we'd been at the beach all day, and it was so hot. It was like right in the direct sun. For a so. moment, I thought you were going to say 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we played. <laughs> we, we got up and got up early, started our there day with go. a couple of pickleball <laughs> games. Pickleball is like a combination of tennis and wiffle ball. Yeah, I love the thwack. 
yeah. sound with those. So we, we played, um, we have five people in our family, so it gets a little challenging sometimes to play games when there's five of you. Um, so eventually we turned the courts. And so three of us were on one court and two of us were on the other court, like not, not like side to side courts, but like the entire court. So we were oh, hitting fun. it over the fence to each other, <laughs> trying to, trying to play a uh, pickleball. Gaga ball is, um, in a little ring and you have to just try to avoid, and we played with all the kids, like all these kids it, would just jump in. It feels very gladiator. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and you have to like jump up and avoid being hit. But all these other kids would come riding up on their bikes and they'd hop in the ring and play with us. It was really fun. So, Tons of walking trails there. Lots of places to explore the area um, in the resort. I was looking at ways to stay. So this is something that I talk about all the time. You can go, you can have every variation of camping that you want. They also have cottages. They do. They yeah. look like little, little tiny, tiny homes. homes. Yeah. And I mean, and they're very reasonable. They average $180 a night and they can sleep up to six people. So if you want an affordable place to stay, or if you want some of that luxury camping feel, but you don't own your own RV, you can even check this place out and stay in one of their Lodges? What did I? What they're do they call cabins. them? Yeah, they call them cabins. But lodges. they, you know, the good thing about that is it gives you a place to cook. I mean, um, some it's of like these a little house. look like full homes. They do. They're bigger, and they have, you know, they have screened-in rooms. You can sit outside. Nice. Um, it's yeah. just like camping, only it's in one of their places, so it saves you the money of like eating out. You get to cook there and yes. eat there, and which is fun, and and sort of get that like experience of being in a campground. Um, they had golf cart rentals. We wanted to rent a golf cart, but the weekend that we were there was Easter weekend and we had to rent for two days Oh, and we okay. only wanted it for one because we only needed it for one. So we didn't rent the golf cart, but we thought that would have been really fun because it's a humongous campground. So, so there's a lot of walking. There's if you don't a have lot your own of walking. Cart. If you don't have a golf cart, um, there's parking. So you can drive up to the pool and park your car there, but oh, there's goodness. not a lot of parking. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they have bands come and play and do entertainment and stuff. Um, and they have events like we had there was an Easter egg hunt because we were there Easter weekend. And so you can check into the events that are going on and a really nice covered playground. So it really is one of those great all inclusive vacations. Yes. Almost all inclusive. Yes. Like you just make your own food. Yes. Yes. Which and, just saves you money. And it had so many activities. You could have stayed there the entire time and not really gone anywhere. And oh, and so you check out their sports equipment, by the way. So don't think that um, you need to have any of those. They, the only thing they didn't have was bocce ball and we just happened to have a bocce ball. So we didn't need to do that. But they're also getting a miniature golf course. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so Lido Key is just outside of Sarasota. I just wanted to talk about like our location for a, a moment. It is just outside of Sarasota. It's a little bit north of Siesta Key. I think a lot of people know where Siesta Key yeah, is. Yeah, because it's huge. It is huge. So Lido Key is a little bit smaller, like an inverted L of an island. And some of the things we're going to talk about today actually take place on St. Armand's Island or St. Armand's Circle area, which is like... It's connected to Lido Key by a bridge, but it is um, it is a little bit smaller right there, but it is, I, I feel like it's all kind of one place. So you have in the Sarasota area, you have Longboat Key, Lido Key, and Siesta Key. I think we're going to have enough to talk about on Lido Key, so we can cover some of those other islands later. But in relation to where you stayed, mm -hmm. how far were you from Lido Key? We were about 25 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. And it's all like Sarasota and Lido Key. They're all, it's like you pretty much are a half hour from any of the beaches. In <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. 
So no matter where you're staying, yeah. you are. I mean, and a lot of it is because you're driving slower. And that is true, too, because we weren't that many miles from Lido Key. But it is, you know, you're driving on beachy roads and it's it's like, it's like driving on a little, you know, a highway. Is that really a good description? Because it's not an interstate, but it's like a stop and go stoplights, lots of shops and dining in the area. So there's a lot, it's slower speed limits. And yeah, we weren't that many miles from, from so Lido. one of the things you put in our show notes was John Ringling Boulevard. And that's because John Ringling Boulevard is the boulevard that connects you from Sarasota to Lido Key. And it's named John Ringling because he built it. Yes. He, we talked about the circus history in the Sarasota area way back oh last gosh, year sometime. Yeah. I'm not a scrolling because then I'll get lost. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. Um, we talked about it on our circus episode. You can look at like the circus history of Sarasota, but he literally had elephants parading down this road once he had it built. He liked the Lido Key area. He wanted to be able to go out there without having to take a boat. And so he built the road and then paraded because that's what you would do if you ran the circus. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, so you have, John, you actually now have a little space of an island on your way to Lido Key and St. Armand's Key called John Ringling. Yes. Too. So we drove through that area and I was like, I know Tanya knows all about this area. So Tanya, tell us about John Ringling Boulevard and all that there is to be seen and eaten. Okay, so what I did was on the St. Armand's Key side of it. So this is kind of like the small town area before you get to Lido Key. One of the favorite things I did was I took a food tour from Key Culinary Tours and we went through the um we went through the the Lido Key St. Armand's tour. We learned a lot about the history of John Ringling and the circus there. We learned, we got to taste foods on St. Armand's Island and explore the different shops. So a couple of the places, I want to look up and see if they're still um, in business, but it's basically a St. Ar Armand's Circle Stroll and Taste Tour. I did this with my teenagers, and this is something I think the the whole, sometimes what you do with kids or what you do with teenagers. Teenagers don't always want to travel or tour the way that you do. <laughs> but hey, if it involves food. Bring on the food. Bring on the food. <laughs> I mean, we really enjoyed this. And it's nice because you stop at three different places. You get a small bite each at each of these different places. And you learn as you're walking, you learn about the Circus Ring of Fame and all of the circus history that's in the area. What's so, the Ring of Fame? So the Ring of Fame is this area. If you look at a map, St. Armand's is very much a small, small circle of an island. And the roads come in. And they go out in one of like those turnabouts, yeah. you know, those roundabouts, roundabouts. round, yeah, turnabouts, roundabouts, Turnabout, roundabouts, roundabout, roundabout, round, a roundabout. <laughs> um, no, we're not Canadian. Um, so the ring of fame though, was in one of these bigger circles where they have all of the history of different circus performers. So, um, I'm going to bring up some of them like, and, and, not just oh, the performers oh, themselves. Yeah. It is, and because it's not a hall of fame, it is a ring because what do you know a circus for? Oh, the rings, right? They're like a three ring circus was something that they started. And this has all the of Walendas the people. are in there. The Walendas are in there. Galaxy Girl. Oh, that's awesome. Aerialist 
Oh, that's so cool. So this ring has all of these plaques and all of the plaques are slightly different based on what it was that they did, whether they were a trapeze artist or tight roping, tight roping, tight rope walking. Tight rope walker. Like right. the Walendas. I love the, the Walendas were so great. <laughs> How do you know about the Walendas? Um, well, I was an aerialist, so. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so, Christina, why aren't you in the ring of fame? No, I'm not that good. <laughs> I mean, these people, like, the Walendas, someone died in their family falling oh, well, off a okay. tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, but they are generational, like, generation after generation. And they have walked, they walked the, um, I think they did the Grand Canyon. They did think, Niagara Falls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I am just an aerialist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do things over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you're not, you're not known for your. <laughs> but like this girl, Galaxy Girl, Tina Wynn, seventh generation extreme aerialist. Okay. I'm not an extreme aerialist. 130 feet in the air. I'm more like a 30 feet kind of girl. <laughs> that's, that's high. Yeah. But you also have in the circus ring of fame, you have some famous animals like. Jumbo the elephant, which we know from Disney movies. Mm -hmm. uh, you, it just has a little bit of everything, you know, even though if, you know, despite what you might think about circuses now, this is definitely a part of history. And it was really cool walking and not knowing, you know, nearly any of these people that are on this list. It was a great way to learn who they put in there. And it's a nice big, you know, walkway. Because if you look at Oh, and it's not very big. just a roundabout. I mean, mm -hmm. you probably drove this. Yeah. But didn't realize right. it. Yeah, exactly. But along all of these streets are these great shops and places to eat. We ate at a Columbia restaurant. It's actually the first time I ever ate at a Columbia restaurant. If you're not familiar with Columbia restaurant, there's about six of them or so in Florida. They were started here in Florida. They've got locations in Ybor City, St. Augustine. It is a fifth or sixth generation run business, which is one of the few in the United States that has been run by that many generations. So it's historical and then they have a location there not far from the ring of fame. And we got to stay there or we got to eat there on our walking tour, on our food tour. That is so cool. So on our food walking tour, we stopped at a place to eat we shopped a little bit. We went to another place to eat. We shopped a little bit more and then went to another place to eat. And so it was a three-ish hour That's what tour. I was going to say. How long did that take you? Yeah, they have um, they have their listed of their tour times are at 11 and 2. So I want to say it's probably maybe a two, two, two and a half yeah. hour tour. But because you're getting small bites, you're not filling up at every location. And you're walking around in between and... Yeah, it's just, it's such a neat way to learn the history of an area or learn about the food or why you want to stop at this restaurant. I'd seen Columbia restaurants before. That was the first time I'd ever heard the history of the Columbia restaurants. That's really neat. So, and then, yeah, and there's statues there in Armin Circle and on Lido Key that also honors some of the circus history that's in that area. Food and history tour. Food, just food. Food. I mean, <laughs> you learn the history. <laughs> you learn the history, but we also stopped at like an olive oil store. We stopped at the spice and tea exchange. Some of these places we've seen in our small towns, our foodie towns. Yep, are there in um, St. Armand's, St. Armand's Key, and in Lido Key. Very cool, Tanya. Yes, Christina. 
Where do you find unique gifts, like something you just would never expect to buy or give to somebody that you like really need to find something cool for? I really love looking on Etsy for unique gifts. Yeah, I have definitely loved using Etsy in the past. I feel like they have the most um, vivid creators. They have, there's a lot of meaning behind what they're making. They usually have created it out of their own heads, right? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it is really, Etsy is the number one marketplace for creators, meaning you can find unique and one-of-a-kind gifts all in one place. Did you know that on Etsy, you can use filters to find creators, um, especially if you want to find something particularly based out of Florida? Yes, you can find things that are made here in Florida. We've done that a couple of times, finding creators that make items that are specific to our fabulous Sunshine State. You can shop unique, shop local, and see all of your favorites at floridatravelpod.com slash Etsy. So we drove on through all of that to get to Lido Key. Um, Lido Key Beach was so much prettier than I ever thought it was going to be. Like I've been to Sarasota before. I've been to the beaches down there. The beaches on that coast, on the on the Gulf, this is the Gulf Coast. So um, the beaches are different because it's the Gulf of Mexico, which means it's a little more serene and warmer waters. But this was a white, like confectioner's sugar powdery beach. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even like sugar sand. It was like confectioners. It was like powder. So soft. White, soft, powdery beach that was expansive. And the water was emerald green. No joke. Like beautiful, green, Caribbean looking water. So this is, I mean, Siesta Key is constantly rated as one of the number one beaches in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so close. It is. It is. It's, I think probably the only difference is that it's a little smaller than Siesta Key. Exactly. Which is why it's a hidden gem. Don't tell anyone else about <laughs> it. We're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> this is our secret. So uh, one thing I noticed um, with, with the beach was it, there was, it's a distance from the parking area to the water. So you've got a lot more space, you know, for if you're there to play and hang for the day. Um, There was public parking. There was public parking, but it's a very small area. There's a lot of road parking. Well, sort of, um, but up and down the beach, which is very long. There's road parking, um, but the parking lots are fairly small. So um, the these people that were locals as we were taking their parking spot that day because we had to drive around for a bit till we found a spot. And when we did, you know, we were joking. I I went up and asked these people, I was like, can, are you guys leaving? Cause we've been driving around for a while trying to find a parking spot. She's like, she laughed. It's like, I don't want to be stalkery, but we're trying to, she's like, you're not being stalkery, but she was obviously a local. And she's like, if you don't get here by 10 o'clock, you won't get a parking spot and you'll drive around for a while looking for one. So it was local information there, get there by before 10 o'clock to get a good spot. Cause it's very busy. It didn't help that it was Easter weekend, so it was probably a little busier, but this was at like 11 in the morning or so. Um, yeah, you were not there. You weren't there early enough. That right. is, sometimes you've got to get there bright and early. Right, right. So we we didn't really have a plan with the beach that day, um, and we were just like, hey, let's go check it out, and we'll, you know, and we didn't know the parking situation, so just know that going in, there's not a lot of parking, but it is so totally worth it. It is um, bring an umbrella and park yourself there for the day, bring a little beach tent. Um, it's a all encompassing day. Like you could spend the whole day there. There's a beautiful pavilion there. That's, 
they have very nice clean restrooms with showers, um, you know, and changing rooms that are very well kept. A walk-up restaurant that's huge. Um, it's been it had been reopened, I believe, in the last two years. Um, but it's a nice restaurant there that you can go walk right up, order at the window, sit down and eat on their pavilion area. Um, and then there's an uh, an observation desk de- desk observation deck, deck there <laughs> as well. Um, you can rent umbrellas and chairs from them. Um, and the, the showers, there's outdoor showers too. There's indoor showers, but there's outdoor showers, um, which this next thing I ha- did not see this, but it is listed in their pavilion area that they have a heated swimming pool. So it's like a section that you can go to oh. and you pay uh, $4 for adults and $2 for children. And you can go to the pool, opens at 10 a.m., closes at 4.45, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, so if you're wanting to, like, end your day at the pool or, like, you know, just get in it. Because sometimes I feel like we we left the, the beach and went back to our campground and went in the pool. Because there's just something about, you know, getting to the pool watering. Well, like, and I think you were there when the water was very rough, too. So you probably weren't no, swimming. No, beach. Oh, okay. This was the Gulf. We were in, the water was not that bad. It was, it was. <laughs> That's uh, on an upcoming episode. On an upcoming episode, <laughs> we will talk about the rough water beach. Because <laughs> traveled so much that I've lost track of where Which she's beach? been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was nice. You know, easy. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to float in a, in a tube kind of day. It was wavy that day, but it wasn't like the other beach. <laughs> so what I'm looking at is I, w- I wanted to point out a couple of things. One, this says that parking is free. Yeah. That's another thing to note that when you visit some of these bigger, beachier, touristy towns, parking is not free. No, you usually pay 20 bucks for the day or something like that. Yeah, it can add up. So this says that it's parking is free. I think that's really important. Even the road parking was free. So again, don't tell anyone else that we told you about this place. Let's keep it our secret (laughs) (laughs) so that we can go and stay parking for free. The other thing I wanted to point out too is, I mean, I know you talked about where you were staying, there's only about five hotels on Lido Key. Which uh, is so, a great reason to not tell people. About right. <laughs> I mean, this is, and they're not big hotels. I mean, a couple of them, like there is a Holiday Inn, but none of them are huge skyscraper type hotels. I mean, I'm looking at probably six, seven stories on some of these. But again, if you really want that beach vacation, get away from it all without all of the crowds, you're going to find it here on Lido Key. Yeah, it was it was definitely that like hidden gem feel. Yeah. Um, and because the beach was so big, it wasn't like people were on top of each other all over the place. You know, there was a lot of space between the parking lot and the ocean. So you could sit back or you could play sports on the backside of the beach, which is great because on the smaller beaches, when there's not that much space, people are throwing a football over your head while you're sitting in your <laughs> umbrella chair. And it can be, it can be uncomfortable feeling on those smaller beaches, but absolutely spectacular beach i would love to have been there at sunset and to see oh, what that that's looks the like perfect place yeah. west coast is the best coast they, because it, of that yeah 100 percent. and the water was beautiful temperature it was just cool enough to be refreshing but just warm enough to be totally like i could sit in the water all day and be comfortable and you mentioned the um you mentioned Lido Island Grill too did you guys dine there or did you just check them out i just checked them out because i was like oh this this it was like 
it was big, wide open space with a great menu. So not just well, your typical, yeah, not just your typical hamburger, French fry, chicken finger kind of grill mm. that you would normally find at a beach. It's an actual restaurant. It's taken a while, but I'm getting hungry, Christina. I know it did take a while. <laughs> it must have been the jittery coffee. <laughs> I know. I was looking at the clock. I'm like, we went this whole time and I didn't mention that I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. What a great little, I, I really am impressed bit with just their, their public access park yeah too. i mean if you go to let's play sarasota this is part of their parks and recreation district um i do have a reel up on instagram i believe that i left up there from um lido key you'll have to share it again from june 28th yeah okay on june 28th make a note i will i'll, <laughs> I'll make a mental note and probably forget but it's there and also if you want more things to do in the Lido Key area, then where can we go? So the Marie Selby Botanical Gardens is in that area. Um, I came across this place and I was like, it's like so weird. It's just sort of right in the middle of all of this, like between Ringling and Lido Key and all of that. And then you find this beautiful botanical garden of 45 acres of Bayfront sanctuaries. Um, it's got to do with air plants. <laughs> oh, air plants. I thought air plants were invasive. Well, I'm, I don't know about that part, um, but it's air plants of the world um, and, and our regional history. So okay. yeah, it's, I'm not sure about invasive, but if it is invasive, it's probably well contained in their, in their little botanical garden. Well, I'm seeing a lot of pictures of orchids. There's orchids on there. On their yeah. website. So, uh -huh. and I, again, I am not a plant person. Well, they have, um, they ha let's see where is it called okay let me let me get to this next part so this oh. isn't <laughs> okay yeah it, it talks about the orchids um the it's downtown campus on sarasota bay so it's like sort of right by that ringling area um it's the only botanical garden in the world dedicated to the display and the study of epiphytic orchids epiphytic yeah orchids that grow on tree surfaces they climb upwards oh. toward the light Okay. And it takes years for them to do it. So that's, you know, education for the day. Epiphytic orchids, they grow on tree surfaces. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what makes them air plants too. Uh, I mean, and that is exactly what I don't know. Okay. And bromelades, um, you know what that is, right? I do. I have some of those. Yeah. And this is a new one. And I actually had to write the pronunciation down because I was like, I have never heard of this, but <laughs> Jesneriad. Uh-huh. And ferns and other tropical plants are there. So those are all things that you will find in this um, in this garden, in a botanical garden. And they're all different types of plants. So kind of a unique little setup, not your typical like, oh, here's a, a rose bush or here's a, <laughs> you know, you've been to botanical gardens before where it's normal. Right. But these are all unique to the area. And um, they also, of course, have a significant... Um, educational program so you can learn about botany um, historical preservation and the environment there and they have special events and exhibitions so whatever time of the year you're in the area if you want to go to this place go on their website which of course we're going to link in the show notes and check out what their educational programs are um, and special events and exhibitions for that time period 
um, whatever time of the year it is, they have all different things that go on. Um, and then they have complimentary teacher resources, classes, lectures, and youth and family programs too. Perfect. So make sure you check out their website to get all that information. This was not a place I got a chance to visit when I was in the Sarasota area. I know I drove by it and I know it was one of those that I would like to go back to. So that is on my list. And, and then also just, I want to spend the day at Lido Key Beach and then walk over to the restaurants on St. Armand's Key. Yeah. Where, what are you going to do? So I would like to do the, um, your little, uh, food tour. Yes. Because I mean, food, food, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, the botanical garden would be uh, spectacular, but particularly at the botanical garden, I would like to do one of their educational programs because, I mean, let's just say it, just Neriad. You know you want to say it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. It is time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this week's feature product, Christina, I found the Vintage Gentleman. What is that? <laughs> they are a brand that was established in 2015 with the vision to help cultivate gentlemen and women that can learn to slow down in the fast-paced life and enjoy culture, travel, outdoors, drinks, and many accessories. So they strive to provide a lifestyle of substance. I really liked just some of their designs. They've got uh, rings for men. Um, I found basically what I was looking at were some of their travel backpacks. These are this gorgeous worn leather, you know, vintage style. This makes bags. me think of Downton Abbey. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking more turn of the century. I mean, well, I that suppose, is turn yeah. of the century. Okay. So they've got really nice leather bags, leather aprons, wallets, iPhone accessories, okay, Apple, well, that's watch not straps, <laughs> yeah, Apple watch straps too. So they have a man cave collection. That's so funny. It's gorgeous stuff, right? And vintage. I and love vintage. It. it is really just a really nice old look. Quality is what I, I get the yeah. impression of from here. So you can visit thevintagegentleman.com. Fantastic. All so, right. Stay tuned to where we're going to go next week. Now, as I mentioned, I have my reels up from <laughs> some of my recent travels. So please be sure to follow us on social media. We have Facebook and Instagram at Florida Travel Pod. We are also now on TikTok. And you can comment on our travels and maybe help expand on some of the things you've seen in the areas that we've gone to or let us know if there's something you would like for us to talk about. Um, and you can also reach out to us by email at hello at FloridaTravelPod.com. You can support the Florida Travel Pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player. It really does help others discover our content. And if you enjoy our content, consider supporting us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Florida Travel Pod, we're going to give you stuff like shout outs, postcards, stickers, and more mugs. Maybe if you support us, it really does help us dedicate more time to research the best content for the Sunshine State. Next week, we're going to go to a book club. We're going to read. <laughs> Florida books. But that is it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. <laughs>